0: Hello. Welcome. I'm Masood Raja, and in today's conversation, I'll mostly be talking about Paulo Freire's Pedagogy of the Oppressed, especially about his concept of Constantia cow, his thoughts on the banking system of education, and his general thought process in Writing his book and devising his philosophy in his book, Pedagogy of the Oppressed. So, first of all, there are a few things that we need to keep in mind as we read the Pedagogy of the Oppressed. Pedagogy of the Oppressed imagines an agonistic world, it doesn't imagine a world that is equal. From the very beginning, it imagines a world in which One group, generally speaking, in any given situation is the oppressor group has all the power and there is another group that is oppressed by them and by the system that the oppressors have created. So that's the agonistic view of the world, right? The purpose of education in Freire, as you read the book, is to enable the oppressed to start thinking about their lived conditions, to become aware of the oppression, and then work towards changing the dynamics of the world in which they exist. The subtle added thing to that in Freire is that the, that Freire also believes that the oppressed don't just need to liberate themselves, they also need to liberate those who oppress them because they themselves are also caught within the philosophy that creates oppression. So That's the beauty of Freire. So in order to theorize his work and suggest practical ways of doing his kind of pedagogy, Freire is relying on a certain idea of human self. If you read it carefully, you will see that the self Or the subjectivity that he invokes is fairly Hegelian or, you know, Marxian in a sense. So what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is that he assumes that there is an inner central drive in us human beings to try to become fully realized human beings. And there are oppressive systems in the world that stop us from doing that. Hence, if we change, alter, or remove the oppression, we will be able to realize our full humanity and our full freedom. And that, he proposes, we can do through a specific kind of pedagogy. Now, please keep in mind also that his thought is also highly influenced by the work of Eric Fromm, who talks about human subjectivity and human psyche in his book, Escape from Freedom, right? where he basically argues why is it that we human beings, especially, especially if we are in an oppressed situation, are afraid of seeking our freedom. How does an oppressive system keep us at a place where we don't even want a change? So in order to understand how Freire proposes to change the world, the concept of cow, I could be pronouncing it wrong, is important. Now cow involves two things. One, becoming aware of the social and political conditions in which we live. That's the first step. The second step is actually actively seeking to change the socio-political condition So these two things combined, reflection and action, develop a kind of praxis which he terms consensual. Now coming over to his project of pedagogy, which eventually will come to be called critical pedagogy, now Freire himself doesn't use the term. He first explains what he means by the banking system of education. So what, if you read the book, the first sentence I think is that the current epoch or age is driven by narrative sickness. What he means is that in the banking system of education, and he uses this example, the student is like an empty vessel, right? and the teacher is considered a depositor. He or she is the one who has all the knowledge. The student is a passive recipient, and the teacher is supposed to pour that knowledge down into this passive vessel called the student, and then the student is required to replicate that knowledge, reproduce it in an exam. Nowhere in this process is the student consulted as to how he or she would like to be taught or that their views might be useful in the process of pedagogy. They are just accepted as passive recipients of this knowledge coming from the top. That is what he calls the banking system of education. So some of them can go and become bank clerks. Some of them can go and become salespeople, but none of them will develop habits of critical thought about the world, about their work, or even about themselves. Now, in opposition to the banking system of education, ferre proposes what he calls the problem-solving or problem-posing educational method. What he means by that is that in this method, the teacher is a co-learner with the student. So before even me and you start teaching something to someone, we will go to our students, we will go to their communities, we will try to understand how do they live their lives? What do they think about their lives? What are their aspirations? How would they like to learn new things? Right. That knowledge then will become part of the curriculum development. And he explains this process in the chapter three of the book. But throughout this process, the teacher does not assume the role of an all-knowing subject he must pass down knowledge to this passive student who has no say in his or her That is what he considers the problem a problem solving of education. Now there are quite a few other instructive things in the book and I highly recommend it. Really. To me the most important part of the book is which often is neglected is that Pere is also developing a mode of thinking about change, social and political change. And what he teaches us, especially if you happen to be a progressive activist, is that we cannot take on the habits and modalities of the very people that we are trying to oust, or the people we are trying to challenge. Because his assumption is that our consciousness is formed within the oppressive order in which we are educated, in which we live. That's the only model we have. So when we are lucky, we can build a solidarity and oust the oppressive system, we end up replicating the very model of oppression that we have just ousted. So in order to forestall against that, he focuses on reflection and action. Reflection about how the world works. He uses the term thematic universe, like how is it that I believe in a system at a given place? Questioning that system. Then he also creates space for anyone from the oppressor group who might leave their own group and want to join you, that they should be welcome, but they should come in as participants and not as someone who can bring their own ideas and say, this is how you ought to do this. So these are some of the ideas, major ideas, in the pedagogy of the oppressed. Now, there is another question which people raise and which appears in other works of Paulo Freire where he talks about the impossibility of neutrality. Now, you might have heard many people say, oh, I have no opinion on this, I'm neutral. And we usually assume that that's a correct position. What Freire says is that being neutral actually means that by being silent about the system in which you exist, being neutral means that you are on the side of the oppressors. Because if you're not saying anything against an unjust system, If you are just holding a neutral position, then you are for the status quo. If you want change, then you have to take the side. And the side will be with the oppressed. So these are some of my thoughts about the pedagogy of the oppressed, about the concept of consensical, right? About the banking system of education against which Freire introduces the problem-solving or problem-posing education. And then the way Freire describes praxis, a combination of contemplation, reflection, and action. Now in Chapter 2 of the Pedagogy of the Oppressed, Freire, after having laid down his theoretical groundwork, explains the importance of the dialogical method of pedagogy. And by that, what he means is that a dialogue presupposes a conversation between two equals, right? The teacher and the student. And it's important to read what other attributes he is so associates with the dialogical mode of pedagogy. And then in chapter three, he gives us a step-by-step process of how to enter a territory, how to talk to the people, how to find out what thematic universe, is it in which they exist, is it fatalistic, right? Have they internalized that they cannot do anything? Figuring that out, having local informants inform the experts and then coming up with a model of education which uses pictures, representations, but drawn by or offered by the community itself. Overall then, change for Freire Comes through education. An education that enables the students to learn about their own lived conditions, about the nature of oppression, and that encourages them to change their lived conditions, not cosmetically or through sloganeering, but by actually changing the unjust order in which they exist. That's why theory is so revolutionary. Now I'm aware of the irony of this recorded lecture, right? I mean, it is sort of a banking method of education because you are there watching this video and I'm explaining it, Uh, of course it is unavoidable. But if you are a teacher, how would you adapt this to your pedagogy? After all, we all work for some university or for some school system. We do not have the liberty of designing our own curriculum or even designing our methods. My approach is that we may not be able to apply fairies, thoughts and ideas ipso facto in any given situation, but for as long as we as teachers are aware of it, then we can create in our classrooms, formal or informal, a kind of atmosphere which is more egalitarian which is more open to discussion, which is more dialogic. For example, in my college classes, what I do is, of course, I sometimes introduce a topic, and Freire creates space for that, right? But then the discussion is led by students' ideas, and my job is to add my information as a participant in that conversation and not as someone who has the final word on it. And that encourages the students to participate more and to feel empowered. Sometimes in my classes, I mean, I do that for the pedagogical effectiveness of it, because you want the students to believe that they have a say in their own learning. So sometimes in my classes, I ask my students, I say, here is the assignment. If you don't like the way I'm offering it to you, would you like to change it? And if you would like to change it, discuss amongst yourself how would you like the assignment to be structured. We will vote on it, and if the majority votes for it, we'll change the assignment. But then you leave room there for those who might have not voted for them, and you can tell them you can do the same assignment as I've given it to you. It increases your workload, but what it does is it gives you the commitment of the students in a formal class setting because when they know that you care about their thoughts and their ideas of how they can learn better and incorporate it in your teaching, then you're not a top-down teacher passing on information that they must record and reproduce. So these are like some of the limited strategies that I have used given the circumstances of the work that I do, which is at a university, which is governed by the university policies and all. Now Freire's work, of course, is more concerned with adult education and education of the peasants and people who might not be in a formal classroom. But my hope is that if you read him carefully, you can tweak it, you can alter it, and you can apply it in your classroom setting. Most importantly, I think, the few important lessons that we can take from Freire is to understand that the world as it exists is not neutral. There is always a dominant group. The purpose of education should be to enable our students to challenge the assumptions of that dominant group, but to also become aware of their own place in any given order. And then to work in solidarity with love and hope, Freire would say that, to change the dynamics of an unjust system. And pedagogy, which is now called critical pedagogy, if done correctly, right, with patience and with hard work, can accomplish that. So that's all I have to say. I hope you have fun in the course. Thank you so much for giving me this chance to talk to you through this medium. Thank you, peace and love.